to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Hey girl, hey, and welcome to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast. I have a confession because we're like right in the thick of summer and I feel like I should just admit that I really don't like the beach at all. No, and I, I live know you in don't. Southwest Florida. You do. Uh, yes. And I don't understand that, Julie, because the beach, I, I get the sand thing. It's I get so the, sandy. Well, <laughs> that's what beaches do. They do have <laughs> sand, Julie. Um, but, you know, I think what's amazing is you get to look at this expanse of water. Oh, by the way, I'm Darlene Brock. Okay. Uh, and glad we're here talking about beaches, I guess. But <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. You love the beach? Is that the, is that? I do. I don't go jelly? a lot, but I, I just go to sit and look. I, I can be convinced to go to the beach for sunset, quickly followed by a trip for ice cream. So oh. I'm really just kind of like, get through the sunset. We clap. It went down. Now let's go get some royals. Okay. I have to just just do this real quick. Yes, we do clap. You it do? Is his, do you clap? It's No, I don't, but it's hysterical. <laughs> First time I was at the beach in Florida and the sun went down and the crowd started clapping. I'm like, What's this happening? is kind of weird. <laughs> so you, know? you think it's weird? I, I kind of do. I mean, it goes down every day and, you know, God's <laughs> awesome. I agree, but I've never applauded a sunset before in my life till we moved here. Yeah. I am a sunset applauder. I don't know. Okay. Okay. That has nothing to do with the topic of conversation today, <laughs> which not. I actually kind of love. Unless we want to like stretch to, for me, a first date would be great to go for ice cream. Please let's skip the beach because I don't think I want to have to lead with the fact that I'm a Florida girl who doesn't like the beach. I feel like that's unattractive. But you could take me for ice cream on a first date. Okay. So obviously we're going to be talking about dating. This is a new world that Julie's found herself in. And we thought it's a subject that a lot of women do as well. So we wanted to discuss this. Now, if you're single, you you may think I want to date or I am dating and how does it work? Or maybe you're the single girl who goes, forget all this nonsense. My girlfriends and I are going to do a European <laughs> trip for two weeks. I don't need this. I don't need no man. I don't need no man. We're going to have fun and he's not going to tell me what to eat. So you know, Ew, even if you are dating somebody, he shouldn't be telling you what to eat. <laughs> that's true. Speaking <laughs> of, let's talk about what dating looks like today. <laughs> okay. So for our friends who maybe are new to us, um, I am actively dating. I was married to my college sweetheart for 11 years and then he passed away in 2017. And so um, I've been dating now for, I don't know, eight, nine-ish months back in the scene. Um, And it's, hey, newsflash, it's super different to date in 2019 than it was when I was last dating in 2003. So, you know, I figured we could kind of bring some of my personal experiences and insights and really just kind of talk about what it looks like to be dating in this day and age. Um, And kind of what you said, you know, you kind of started off saying, well, do you even want to date? I think that's discussion number one. You have to kind of decide if dating is something you want to make the time for, hello, time, make the emotional space for, and if you're really ready for it, depending on what your scenario is that you find yourself single. Well, and I know, Julie, for you, you you struggled with when is it right to start dating again? And you had so many people have their own opinions (laughs) about that discussion. Um, So I think that's a challenge uh, when you have had a relationship, whether you've broken up from a long-term relationship or you've gone through a divorce or, you know, like you, you're widowed, you have to decide when it is time for you to re-enter this world of dating. 
And yes, to your point, there will be plenty of people who have their opinions and it will be shocking how many of them feel comfortable voicing their opinions to you. Um, and then the rest might be, you know, silently thinking their opinions and you might be kind of feeling the pressure of knowing that people have opinions on when is right and when is appropriate. And we talked about this in episode 56 with Ashby Duvall, one of our writers at the Grit and Grace Project, who was also widowed. Um, and we'll link to that in the show notes because I found that was such an interesting conversation because even the fact that she and I had both been widowed, um, you know, young widows, her story was still so different from mine. And so I would just say to any single woman who's listening this for any reason that your singleness comes from, like Dar said, um, the ending of an extended relationship or a marriage or widow, or maybe you've just never had a long-term relationship and you've just been in the dating scene. Um, it's not up to somebody else to decide when you're ready to date. You'll know when you're ready, when you feel that your life is full, regardless of whether or not there's somebody to share it with, and yet you know you want to share your life with somebody. And that's a decision only you can and should make. Absolutely. And in addition to that, other people are going to have opinions about the stigmas of dating, some that they may think are not appropriate. I know when I was a lot younger, interracial dating was something that... Mm-hmm people really frowned on. In fact, I had my roommate's younger sister who was dating a black man and the only place they could meet was at our apartment, which we thought was perfectly fine because I've never had a problem with it. And now what's ironic is that your generation, the millennials, pretty much unanimously think that it's okay. Absolutely. I would agree with that 100%. As I've gotten older, even from my college days today, I do think it is way more common and acceptable to be in an interracial relationship. And I completely agree with that as well. Now, one thing I do think that might be a little more challenging is more of a cross-cultural relationship. We've talked before about the fact that, you know, the the God we serve created one race and that was the human race. Mm -hmm. And I think even in our dating relationships, Um, We need to recognize that. We need to recognize that we are all created by God. So that shouldn't be a problem, I don't believe, in our dating world. Now, we may have grown up in different countries or with different values or different faiths. That's a different conversation. Yeah, and those can be challenges in dating, and they can be surmountable as well. And I think it really comes down to, as a dating woman, you have to kind of weigh all of these things and kind of know what you're looking for before you even go into the dating world. Um, And again, you get to make those decisions as to who and how you will date. Now, another one that is still a stigma for a lot of people is online dating. Wait, people do that? (laughs) (laughs) You have not, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, let's just real quick name drop episode 37, Beyond the Swipe, with Kristen Fry, who um, actually came on to share with us a lot about online dating. And I remember when we recorded that episode, I was just beginning to think about maybe I would want to think about dating. (laughs) So I remember um, kind of just going into that conversation really kind of scared at, well, what is online dating all about? I mean, isn't that dangerous or weird or desperate? Um, And I really loved even just getting that conversation with her to realize that, no, it really just is the norm these days. We're in such a technological age that, of course, dating has become an online experience, just like everything else in our life has become an online experience. And so I think the whole stigma around if you would be in online dating and how that um, is considered less than or bad, I really, now that I'm someone who is actively doing it, 
would just challenge those who are in a relationship and are not dating anymore um, to give those of us in the dating scene a little bit of a break because we do everything online. So of course our dating is online. Well, in fact, of course, I did research on this. Thank you. But it has tripled in the last few years, the number of people who are doing online dating. Yeah. So there's a lot of people apparently going, I think this could be a really good idea. In fact, one in 10 Americans have used online dating. See? And you also found that um, not only is it one in 10, but 20% of committed relationships right now are reported to have begun online and 17% of marriages begin from online dating. So it is a viable, realistic option these days. Yeah. So I'm saying don't wear your girlfriends out. If they go, I want to give it a try. Just make sure that they're they're cared for in the process. Yeah. Help her make her online profile. Take a cute picture of her to put on there because that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a hard part. I think Somebody I'm... needs to be helping the guys take good pictures for their profiles. <laughs> Can I just say that? Goodness gracious. Yeah. They're there with their dog or they're there. They're just really bad, actually. Just really bad angles. They do not know the art of the selfie. I want to get to some of the specifics. We're going to talk a little more about online dating. So Julie, give me some specifics. Is it, for, is it very pricey? Uh, you know, there are both paid and uh, free options, and I have experience with both of them. Um, when I first started, I did pay to do match um, because I kind of had this idea that you want to be willing to invest some money in order to find a relationship. And I kind of had the idea that the guys that were more serious about really wanting a relationship are willing to spend some money. Um, and I think that that is probably the case. However, um, after being on Match for a couple months and, you know, meeting some nice guys and going out on a few dates, I literally found out that there was another one that was free. So, of course, I signed up for that one as well and actually ended up to my first real relationship since my late husband off of that free app. And so I kind of think there, again, that's a stigma of, you know, a free app is going to be full of just bad guys. I have not found that to be the case. I think there are bad guys on all of the apps <laughs> <laughs> and I think there are good guys on all of the apps. And so I think that there is some, something to be said about being willing to invest in being a part of an online dating site, that that might mean you're a little more serious. But I think that we don't want to just assume that that's always the case. Okay. I'm curious, Julie. I want to know why you, Julie Graham, chose in the first place to try online. What what, what motivated you? That's a very interesting question. Um, well, so I am um, kind of busy. <laughs> My life is pretty full. Like I said, um, I decided that, yes, I have a full life, and yet I do want to share my life with someone. Uh, I mean, I wrote about that in a full article for the Grit and Grace Project. Some of you are wondering why I even wanted to date again after my husband passed away. So I'll link to that in the show notes where I kind of unpacked how I got to the place where I knew I was ready and how I landed at that decision. Um, but I'm a single mom. I'm a single mom with a nearly full-time job and um, a busy schedule and, you know, relationships with family and friends that I want to spend time with. And so trying to figure out how to add dating into that and where to go to meet single guys, I, I only really knew one pool and it was my church. And hey guys, what's up? <laughs> like, you can ask me out, but there weren't that many. And so for me, it was more just to put myself in a place where I would have the opportunity to meet guys. And again, that's kind of how people do it now. And it fit with my busy lifestyle. Yeah, makes sense. And I think a lot of women find themselves in that place. The other thing I think you can do is get your pool of friends who know how to spot good guys <laughs> and say, all right, whether you want to or not, and most of them usually want to, be on the be on the look for me. If you run into some guy, you think, "Ooh, he looks good. He's single." <laughs> 
You know, I think he's got a really good job and his the things matter to him matter to you. Or maybe they just meet him on the street and think he's cute. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, open your pool up a little bit. Ask your friends to help, right? For sure. I am not opposed to being set up. So there's that. And I, you know, a lot of my girlfriends, they do, they kind of tease me and they'll say, well, I was at the gym today and I saw a single guy. And so I tried to figure out, or I tried to figure out if the guy was single or I asked him if he loved Jesus and he said, no. So he was out. Um, but yeah, I think to people who have single friends, you should have your eyes open um, and just kind of be aware of connections you might have because the online world is huge and great. But of course, your single friends who are dating are completely open to being set up. It's all weird. Going out on a first date is going to be weird, whether you met them on the internet or you're being set up by a friend. And so I personally, as someone who's you know doing this, I'm not opposed to any of the various ways I might meet somebody, whether it is at church or at the gym, although I work out with all women, so that's awkward. So my <laughs> chances of meeting a guy at the gym are very slim. I have started going to work out once a week with my one friend at her gym because there are guys there. So I think that there are lots of ways that you can. And we just want to be careful to not decide that we know best how someone else should meet somebody. Okay. Is there any perfect formula? I know that you have dated guys that you've met at church and you've dated guys that you met online. They were different. They were the same. They, what, what, and I'm asking this because I think there are women out there going, how does it play out? At least for you so far, I'm sure you'll have more experience ahead, but how does it play out? Is the church guy better or not better online better or not better or no different? That is an excellent question. Um, I wonder if my scenario is a little bit different because you may or may not know this. I actually worked at my church <laughs> for a decade. Uh, most I was married that entire time. And so I know a lot of people from my church and a lot of people from my church know me. And so I think for me, it was almost a little bit harder for guys from my church to want to date me because I'm kind of a well-known person there. And it comes with a little bit of pressure on this new guy who might be asking out the Julie Graham. Um, so I have found that the, the guys that I was maybe interested in at church, we enjoyed each other's company, but nothing really came of it. Um, and so for me, I have found in my experience, it's almost better for me to meet somebody brand new from scratch. Now that puts a lot more importance on having a healthy, uh, honest conversation before I'm even willing to meet these guys in real life because they don't have the benefit of that backstory. But I think that really any of them can work out well. It's, it all goes back to what's your, how ready are you to take this dating seriously? And do you kind of have some standards in your mind as to what you're looking for and how you're going to carry yourself in the pursuit of dating? Well, I know Dr. Zoe has talked about this before, but I think it's essential that every single girl makes a list away from any man, any influence, anybody else's opinion. You make a list of what you want in a man, the kind of man that you want to share your life with that you think would have uh, the ability to have a healthy relationship. Now, you might start with, he's cute, <laughs> he's taller than me, um, <laughs> he... <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm laughing because that, that was kind of on my list and I had to break that rule. And you know what? I found out it was fine if I dated somebody who was my height or shorter. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these you might get rid of later on, <laughs> uh, but there's some on the list that I think should be non-negotiables. You should have ones like it, if your faith is important to you, which we hope it is that we think that that changes your life, but you don't want to do that alone. So you want your faith to be important to the person that you date. Or if you have children, 
How do they deal with your children? How do they deal with children? Do they even have a dog? I mean, seriously. Um, But you need to make a list. When I first started my sessions with Dr. Zoe, we did begin to talk about me moving toward being ready to date. And she strongly recommended I come up with this list. And and I struggled through it. I didn't really know where to begin. Um, You know, I knew I wanted somebody who shared my faith and who respected the fact that I was a mom, but I kind of didn't really know what else to do. And over multiple sessions and even honestly running my list by my closest friends, you know, I finally got to a place where I had 20 items on a list that I was looking for. And of course, not all 20 items are probably going to be present in a guy that I would date. But I did kind of land on five things that I knew I could not move past a first or second date with a guy if I realized that he didn't meet at least those bare minimum five things. And I think that that's a healthy way to approach dating. Maybe it's not five for you, but you do need to figure out what is the bare minimum that has to be present. And ladies, this is where you have to remember your worth too. Um, You can have a list of 40 items. You may not date very much, (laughs) Um, but you do have to really decide at the end of the day, if I'm going to potentially put myself out there and potentially give my heart to somebody, what are the the bare minimums that he has to have or we have to be able to share together in order for the relationship to be healthy and have potential? Well, and I think you need to set that up online too. Because if you're going to create a profile just to scare a few guys away that you know may not share some of the things that are important to you, it needs to be built into your online profile. You need to say out loud why your faith or if your faith matters to you, or you need to say out loud that you have a child and that's part of your life, or you need to, whatever matters, it doesn't it need to be there? You know, this is interesting. So in my experience, when I first started, my very first online profile was probably way more generic um, because I just didn't have any experience. I didn't realize that I could kind of weed some people out by being a little more specific in the copy of my dating profile. So what you're saying is exactly true. And I have found that's one of the adjustments that I have made over the you know eight or so months that I've been dating. Um, after my one relationship ended on great terms. So we just kind of realized, you know, our long-term goals for our individual lives don't match in all of the important ways. I realized that in order to be ready to consider dating somebody else, I wanted to be a little more specific in my dating profile. I wanted to not just say, check the Christian box, but I wanted to clearly say in my profile that I love Jesus and I'm not going to be a match for somebody whose faith is not important to him as well. And so I made that a little more prominent in my profile this time around in order to just, let's just get some of the guys who are just interested in a blonde girl (laughs) out (laughs) in the beginning or, you know, talking a little bit more about, you know, my son, not just checking that I have a son, but saying that I am a widowed mother to one son who lives with me full time. You know, some guys are freaked out by dating a woman with a child. And that's fine, but I'm not interested in him. (laughs) Yeah. And I think you may not suss everything out. There's no way in a profile that you can have all the conversations. So after a few dates, I think it's really important if you're in this dating world to early on have some of the harder conversations because you don't want to waste time, Julie. You don't want to spend time in a potential relationship that you emotionally get into deep and you realize those fundamentals aren't there. So 
Ladies, be willing to to put yourself out like you want to be, who you want to be, who you want that person that you want in your life to be, and then have the tough conversations. Be willing to say, do you really feel this way about X? Um, Tell me what really is important to you, Mm -hmm. and I will do the same. And I'm not saying first date fodder by any means. You know, you might be having coffee and talking about the weather. I don't know. But at some point early on, you need to have these hard conversations. Well, I will say, now that I have experience in the online dating world, some of these conversations you actually do have before you meet face-to-face. And I found that that's actually been really smart um, to go ahead and get some of those things. Because it is. You start messaging, and then your message, message, and then you're texting. Well, (laughs) some of it is kind of annoying. But I have found that some of these hard conversations have just gone ahead and happened right in the app before we even meet. Like, Tell me about your relationship with God. You say you're a Christian. What does that mean to you? Let's just get it out there because I don't have time to get coffee with you if I'm going to find out that what you really mean is you went to church when you were three with your mom. Yeah, for sure. And I think what's really important, ladies, is your time is valuable. Yeah. You got a lot of life you're living. You got friends to hang out with. You may have children to raise. You have a job to do. Don't waste time on men that aren't going to be there for you anyway. So do it early. Do it before you go out on your first date. I like that, Julie. Well, and what's funny, and I'll also just kind of, because I feel like in this conversation, I want to talk to the woman who's dating, but I also want to talk to her friends who just don't understand how it is because they've been married for 10 years. Because that was me, honestly. That was me as a married two months after I graduated college, never had any experience with online dating, literally had never even texted with my husband before we got married. We were, we didn't didn't even do texting when I met him. Um, Wow, that was a hundred years ago. Right, a million years ago. (laughs) And so my perception as a married Christian woman to people who were dating, I just didn't understand how much it had changed while I was often married. And so now that I am actively dating and on online media to meet guys, I recognize that it's actually not weird to have some of these kind of deeper conversations with a pseudo stranger because you're realizing I don't have time to go out and have these conversations on the third date with everyone I might think is cute on the internet. I don't. I have to have these conversations, you know, via messenger and they get a little bit deeper faster than you might think. But again, it's because you're weeding people out and we spend so much time talking to people online. That's how we keep up with our friends and family. So that's kind of what you do in the dating world too. Well, and I think it all goes to respecting yourself, to knowing who you are, be confident in who you are, and respect yourself enough to do it early, do it well, and then you have good opportunities. But all right, I want to go to the list. Let's just talk about the list. Um, Because I think ladies like you need a starting place. So Julie, I'm going to put you on the spot again and say, what were your, you said your top five, what were your top five? Well, first he has to love puppets as much as I do. (laughs) And she does, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) which is really creepy creepy to me. (laughs) No, that's number like 22, so it's not really on the list. But if I find somebody who also loves puppets, match made in heaven. Yeah, then you're going to break them out of your closet (laughs) and you're going to do a puppet show in the living room and I'm not attending. Oh my gosh. How funny. Um, Yeah, there are definitely, you know, kind of five things that I know they have to be there first. And for me, um, a guy has to love Jesus for sure. Um, Anyone who is going to pursue me, which first of all, I want him to pursue me, you know, like I don't want to be the one chasing him. I need to be chased, okay? Okay. So if you want to chase me, first and foremost, you have to love Jesus. 
And you know what I found is even that phrase of love Jesus makes some people uncomfortable. If it makes you uncomfortable, you're probably not going to be a good match for me. And I'm okay with that. So I've actually learned to use that wording for me because I find that it helps. So you don't say so. Number one is love, love Jesus. God. You say right love because Jesus. America. Everybody loves God in America. Mm, okay. I have found that in Good online point. dating, Dar, that a Good lot point. of people say Christian on their profile because they feel weird not checking it. Yeah. Okay. Good point. So they're I like not that. quite ready to check atheist, but sure, Christian. Yeah, that's fine. But mm-hmm. does that have any real place in my life? Not really. So for me, loves Jesus and actively pursuing a relationship with Him is number one. Um, number two for me is he has to be a man of integrity. Um, he's got to be well-spoken of and well-respected. That probably means he has a good job. It's um, He's dependable and honorable. That's super important to me. If I'm going to join my life with somebody, I want to be able to trust him in those kinds of ways. Yeah, and sometimes I think you find you don't find that out from what they say about themselves. You find that out from what people who know them and have known them for a long time say about them. What's interesting with online dating is, you know, you go from online dating messaging in the app over to text message and then Facebook is so creepy that what it does is it sees the phone number in your phone and the name of the person. And sometimes you don't even know their last name yet, Dar. This is so weird. Oh, But then gosh. Facebook is like, you may know John Smith. And I'm like, oh, so John's last name is Smith? <laughs> <laughs> but it knows because it knows that I'm on Facebook and it knows that I'm talking to this person. But then I'll click over and see that John Smith and I have 10 friends in common. And then I go and look and see. And if I know any of them, actually, I might send a message. Hey, tell me what you know about John Smith. And if he's spoken well of by my friend, that guy gets another rose. Love it. Good plan. (laughs) Okay. Loves Jesus' integrity. Here is a super important one for me. I want him to be emotionally available and able to care for me emotionally. He's got to be able to communicate well, share his feelings well, be present with me um, in those important, vulnerable ways. So are you looking for a man to be emotional or one who can help carry your emotions? Uh, Both, please. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) All right. I mean, he doesn't need to be weepy or anything, but... But occasionally... But I want him to be okay if I am. Yeah. And I think that's... Everyone would find that different because some people would want an an unemotional person, Mm -hmm. but a good communicator. Some women might want someone who will cry at the movie with them Mm -hmm. and everything in between. But I think that's very personalized and I think it's very wise to figure out which one works for you. I just know for me in past relationships I've had, an emotional connection hasn't been something that has been as big. And I know that it's something that I really want to look for in my future relationship. Next is shared interests. So that might seem kind of shallow, but no, I am at a place where I'm really enjoying my life and I've um, made time and space for some of my hobbies like working out and healthy food and those kinds of things. And I love to be silly and laugh and joke. And I want somebody who kind of has those same kinds of things. So having a similar sense of humor, um, wanting to be more adventurous, like I've started to be, I want there to be an actual chemistry between us where we genuinely enjoy our time together. So that's something I definitely look for. If it's not there, Uh, I don't know. I don't know that I really want to wait around to see if it develops. I want it to kind of be there in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good one. 
So what's the last one, Julie? The last one for me has to do with our friends here at the Scrit and Grace Life. Um, you know, as I've been working with you for what, how long? Seven years, 74 years? Just kidding. It's been like three and a half years. Um, <laughs> we make up numbers. We just, yeah, that's one of our favorite things to do here. Um, you know, I really do believe that God wants to use my life and my story um, and specifically through the vehicle of the Grit and Grace Project. And so I'm looking for someone who's not intimidated by, you know, in one sense, the bigness of what we're doing here at the Grit and Grace Project and the way that I kind of uh, share my life in those ways. I want somebody who supports that, appreciates that, can stand behind that um, and wants to see me do big things. Yeah. So. I think that's great. So those are Julie's five, and you may call from those. You may go, okay. I'll put them in the show notes in case you want to copy them into your little list. Yeah, and then add two and build your own. But I think it's a good good starting place, Julie. I like that one. I legitimately have an Evernote list on my phone of all of the things that I'm looking for. And sometimes I add to it, and sometimes I'll pull it out as I'm talking to a new guy on the internet. I'll be like, wait a minute. Does he do this one? Does he have that one? I'll send it to my friend and say, hey, anything you can think of that should be added to this list? And you know, it's just kind of like an evolving document, but these five are main deal breakers for me. So you're welcome to use them um, and build around them for well, and your I adventures. Think, I think every woman needs to have their five. And and girls, don't back off of them. Mm-hmm. Don't give them up because you think that he might be or he might change or perhaps he can learn to be like that. Um, men generally don't change, all right? <laughs> they just don't. They are who they are. Uh, so, you know, if you know what they are, you need to know what they are, stick to them. Something Zoe said to me, she said, a man usually tells you who he is. You just don't want to believe him. Oh, ouch. Yeah. And yeah. there you have it. I'm not going to lie. She's had to say that to me a few times. <laughs> so <laughs> you might want to just take Zoe. that one for free. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Julie, then I think the final thing is for those of us who aren't in the place of dating, um, where we're married and we're looking from afar, how do we support? How do we encourage? What do we do to go, yay, or that's an idiot. You better run. What do we do? <laughs> Yeah, I have definitely found as I began the dating process, I I have appreciated the friends who have come alongside me and have shown excitement in the fact that I was dating. Honestly, that in itself um, has been really helpful. Um, again, because I kind of felt the sense of, I'm sure there are some who are judging me, thinking it might be too early um, or I might not be ready. And then, um, so having people who were in my corner saying, I think it's great that you want to date and I'll help you figure out what you're looking for and write the profile and all of that. So I think one, um, you know, not judging your friends who are looking for companionship through the avenue of dating. Um, But I think what you touched on a few minutes ago too, you need to speak to your friends, reminding them of how awesome they are and how much they're worth and how um, settling for a guy who doesn't really have all of the things that they're looking for and absolutely deserve, you are going to need to say that to your friend often because it does get lonely in the dating scene. And it could be easy to start thinking, yeah, but he was cute and he was good enough and he's available tonight, (laughs) you know, and we just slowly start to settle because loneliness can be hard. So I think being there for your friend, reminding her of her worth, but also being excited for her as she pursues dating. I think that's a good balance for you to have for your friend. Well, and I have to add, having walked alongside women who are married in one of the loneliest places in life in their married relationship Mm -hmm. because they married poorly and they're left very alone. Trust me, girls, it's more lonely being with a man who doesn't love you well than it is being without one. 
Uh, yes and amen to that. 100%. So yeah, I would just say, um, be excited for your friends, be there for them, help them pick the outfits, help them <laughs> help screen the texts. I yes. mean, I have my friends and- who I'll be like, what should I say? And we, you know, craft a response together. And it's, it's very fun. Um, but then also be there to just encourage her when she starts to get frustrated that the process is taking a long time or someone she thought was going to be a good match turns turns out to not be and she's bummed let her be bummed but then encourage her that it's not over and that she's still awesome i love it so ladies if you find yourself in this world of dating i want to say make your list check it twice check it twice or 14 or 82 times (laughs) and go for it yeah you know put yourself out in it sounds awful. Out in the marketplace. You're not for <laughs> sale, <it>, girl. girls. <laughs> You're not. Um, but give yourself an opportunity to meet some men because you may find this perfect match for your life. And, you know, that's a great thing. That's a great thing when that happens. But don't force it. Definitely. Um, I'm going to link in the show notes to episode 73. We talked a little bit more about um, what to look for in a man on that episode. So that would be a good one to review as well. Um, And then I'll go ahead and link to episode 56 where Ashby and I kind of shared a little bit of our journeys as widows. Um, But I feel like on that episode, we did a good job of also talking to other um, single scenarios like divorce or just never being married. So I'll link to both of those in the show notes. Ooh, this makes me want to go check my Bumble messages, Dar. Should we we look at a few guys? together and see if I should swipe left or right. Yeah. Do you know which one it is? Do you know uh, no. which one is the good one? I would think right is good because it sounds right. Oh, good no. call. Sometimes I forget, but that will help me remember. So thank you. <laughs> okay. I so- usually just start swiping and I realize, oh no, that's giving me an X and I wanted the check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is weird, but whatever. It is what it is. Um, you know what? I want to quote you to end this episode. Oh, okay. Because one of my favorite things that you say, which really is helpful in the dating world is when it comes to men, you want the full meal deal. The Darlene Brock. So ladies, while you're out there swiping, remember that you deserve everything you're looking for and don't settle until you find it. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project online magazine. Whether you're listening in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or streaming the show, be sure to take a couple moments to subscribe, rate, and review so you never miss the next episode. You can also share the show with a friend you think might enjoy living a grit and grace life with us. Every week we share all the details on everything we discuss in the episode at thegritandgraceproject.org. We'll catch you on the next one.